0: So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 155. Today we're going to conclude the book of Amos, and then we're going to go to Matthew 15. And in doing so, I've entitled this episode, Feast or Famine. And One of the things we'll notice in Amos is this famine of God's word, that people do not listen to God, they're not even hungering for it. And in doing so, they have lost their way so completely that God's judgment will come on them severely. And yet God at the very end of Amos will still offer a note of hope and restoration and ultimately a feast because God will bring it. And that's only accomplished because of who we meet in Matthew 15, the one who can bring the hungry food, the one who can satisfy the soul in a way that no one else can. And so let's begin with Amos chapter 7 and finish off this book today. Amos 7. The Sovereign Lord has showed me this. I saw him making locusts just as the crops planted late were beginning to sprout. The crops planted late sprout after the royal harvest. When they had completely consumed the earth's vegetation, I said, Sovereign Lord, forgive Israel. How can Jacob survive? He is too weak. The Lord decided not to do this. It will not happen, the Lord said. The Sovereign Lord showed me this. I saw the Sovereign Lord summoning a shower of fire. It consumed the great deep and devoured the fields. I said, Sovereign Lord, stop. How can Jacob survive? He is too weak. The Lord decided not to do this. The Sovereign Lord said, This will not happen either. He showed me this. I saw the Lord standing by a tin wall, holding tin in his hand. The Lord said to me, What do you see, Amos? I said, Tin. And the Lord said, Look, I am about to place tin among my people Israel. I will no longer overlook their sin. Israel's centers of worship will become desolate. Israel's holy places will be ru- in ruins. I will attack Jeroboam's dynasty with the sword. Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, sent this message to King Jeroboam of Israel Amos is conspiring against you in the very heart of the kingdom of Israel. The land cannot endure all his prophecies. As a matter of fact, Amos is saying this, Jeroboam will die by the sword and Israel will certainly be carried into exile away from its land. Amaziah then said to Amos, Leave you visionary, run away from the land of Judah. Earn your living and prophesy there. Don't prophesy at Bethel any longer for a royal temple and palace are here. Amos replied to Amaziah, I was not a prophet by profession. No, I was a herdsman who also took care of sycamore fig trees. Then the Lord took me from tending flocks and gave me this commission. Go, prophesy to my people Israel. So now listen to the Lord's message. You say, don't prophesy against Israel. Don't preach against the family of Isaac. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. Your wife will become a prostitute in the streets, and your sons and daughters will die violently. Your land will be given to others, and you will die in a foreign land. Israel will certainly be carried into exile away from its land. The sovereign Lord showed me this. I saw a basket of summer fruit. He said, What do you see, Amos? I replied, A basket of summer fruit. Then the Lord said to me, The end has come for my people Israel. I will no longer overlook their sins. The women singing in the temple will wait in that day, will wail in that day. The sovereign Lord is speaking. There will be many corpses littered everywhere. Be quiet. Listen to this, you who trample the needy and do away with the destitute of the land. You say... When will the new moon festival be over so we can go sell grain again? When will the Sabbath end so we can open up the grain bins? We're eager to sell less for a higher price and to cheat the buyer with rigged scales. We're eager to trade silver for the poor, a pair of sandals for the needy. We want to mix in some chaff with the grain. The Lord confirms this oath by the arrogance of Jacob. I swear I will never forget all you have done. Because of all this, the earth will quake, and all who live in it will mourn. The whole earth will rise like the Nile River. It will surge upward and then grow calm like the Nile in Egypt. In that day, says the Sovereign Lord, I will make the sun set at noon, and I will make the earth dark in the middle of the day. I will turn your festivals into funerals, and all your songs into funeral dirges. I will make everyone wear funeral clothes and cause every head to be shaved bald. I will make you mourn as if you had lost your only son. When it ends, it will indeed have been a bitter day. Be certain of this. The time is coming, says the sovereign Lord, when I will send a famine through the land. Not a shortage of food or water, but an end to divine revelation. People will stagger from sea to sea and from the north around to the east. They will wander about looking for a message from the Lord. They will not find any. In that day, your beautiful young women and your young men will faint from thirst. These are the ones who now take oaths in the name of the sinful idol goddess of Samaria. They vow, as surely as your God lives, O Dan, as surely as your beloved one lives, O Beersheba, but they will fall down and not get up again. I saw the Lord standing by the altar and he said, Strike the tops of the support pillars, so the threshold shake, knock them down on the heads of all the people, and I will kill the survivors with the sword. No one will be able to run away, no one will be able to escape. Even if they could dig down into the netherworld, my hand would pull them up from there. Even if they could climb up to heaven, I would drag them down from there. Even if they were to hide on the top of Mount Carmel, I would hunt them down and take them from there. Even if they were to try to hide from me at the bottom of the sea, from there I would command the sea serpent to bite them. Even when their enemies drive them into captivity, from there I will command the sword to kill them. I will not let them out of my sight. They will experience disaster, not prosperity. The sovereign Lord of heaven's armies will do this. He touches the earth and it dissolves. All who live on it mourn. The whole earth rises like the Nile River and then grows calm like the Nile in Egypt. He builds the upper rooms of his palace in heaven and sets its foundation supports on the earth. He summons the water of the sea and pours it out on the earth's surface. The Lord is his name. You Israelites are just like the Ethiopians in my sight, says the Lord. Certainly... I brought Israel up from the land of Egypt, but I also brought the Philistine from Kaphtor and the Arameans from Kir. Look, the sovereign Lord is watching the sinful nation, nation, and I will destroy it from the face of the earth, but I will not completely destroy the family of Jacob, says the Lord. For look, I am giving a command, and I will shake the family of Israel together with all the nations. I will resemble a sieve being shaken when not even a pebble falls to the ground. All the sinners among my people will die by the sword. The one who says disaster will not come near, it will not confront us. In that day, I will rebuild collapsing hut of David. I will seal its gaps, repair its ruins, and restore it to what it was like in the days gone by. As a result, they will conquer those left in Edom and all the nations subject to my rule. The Lord who is about to do this is speaking. Be sure of this, the time is coming, says the Lord, when the plowman will catch up with the reaper. And the one who stomps the grapes will overtake the planter. Juice will run down the slopes. It will run down all the hillsides. I will bring back my people, Israel. They will rebuild the cities lying in rubble and settle down. They will plant vineyards and drink the wine they produce. They will grow orchards and eat the fruit of their produce. They will I will plant them on their land, and they will never again be uprooted from the land I have given them, says the Lord your God. Amos is now concluded and it ends with this note of hope that God will one day restore the people, but not before he's announced judgment on the people in incredibly big, profoundly complete ways, reminding them that there is a God who will bring a famine and he will bring that famine as proper true justice against them for what they have done and the ways they abandoned him and the ways they have treated the poor and lacked justice. And yet we also see God promise a feast, a return of good. And we'll see more of that now also in Matthew chapter 15. Then the Pharisees and experts in the law came from Jerusalem to Jesus and said, Why do your disciples disobey the tradition of the elders? For they don't wash their hands when they eat. He answered them, And why do you disobey the commandment of God because of your tradition? For God said, "'Honor your father and mother, and whoever insults his father and mother must be put to death. "'But you say, if someone tells his father or mother, "'Whatever help you would have received from me is given to God, "'he does not need to honor his father. "'You have nullified the word of God on account of your tradition. "'Hypocrites! Isaiah prophesied correctly about you when he said, "'This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me, "'and they worship me in vain, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men.'" Then he called the crowd to him and said, listen and understand what defiles, defiles a person is not what goes into the mouth. It is what comes out of the mouth that defiles a person. Then the disciples came to him and said, do you know that the, when the Pharisees heard this saying they were offended? And he replied, every plant that my heavenly father did not plant will be uprooted. Leave them. They are blind guides. If someone who is blind leads another who is blind, both will fall into a pit. But Peter said to him, Explain this parable to us. Jesus said, Even after all this, are you still so foolish? Don't you understand that whatever goes into the mouth enters the stomach and then passes out into the sewer? But the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart, and these things defile a person. For out of the heart come evil ideas, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. These are the things that defile a person. It is not eating with unwashed hands that defiles a person. After going out from there, Jesus went to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that area came and cried out, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is horribly demon-possessed. But he did not answer her a word. Then his disciples came and begged him, Send her away, because she keeps on crying out after us. So he answered, I was only sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and bowed down before him and said, "'Lord, help me.' "'It is not right to take the children's bread "'and throw it to the dogs,' he said. "'Yes, Lord,' she replied, "'but even the dogs eat the crumbs "'that fall from the master's table.' "'Then Jesus answered her, "'Woman, your faith is great. "'Let what you you want be done for you.' "'And her daughter was healed from that hour.' "'When they left there, "'Jesus went along the Sea of Galilee. "'Then he went up a mountain,' Where he sat down. Then large crowds came to him, bringing with him the lame, blind, crippled, mute, and many others. They laid them at his feet, and he healed them. As a result, the crowd was amazed when they saw the mute speaking, the crippled healthy, the lame walking, and the blind seeing, and they praised the God of Israel. Then Jesus called his disciples and said, I have compassion on the crowd because they have already been here with me three days and they have nothing to eat. I don't want to send them away hungry, since they may faint on the way. The disciples said to him, Where can we get enough bread in this desolate place to satisfy so great a crowd? Jesus said to them, How many loaves do you have? They replied, Seven, and a few small fish. After instructing the crowd to sit down on the ground, he took the seven loaves and the fish, and after giving thanks, he broke them and began giving them to the disciples, and then gave them to the crowds. They all ate and were satisfied, and they picked up the broken pieces left over, seven baskets full. Not counting children and women, there were 4,000 men who ate. After sending away the crowd, he got into the boat and went into the region of Magadan. there we have Jesus, the true answer to the problem of having a a famine. The one who can provide bread from literally so little to feed a crowd of what's called 4,000 men plus women and children. And so just this huge crowd and Jesus feeds them. And Jesus is not just there to feed them bread. But Jesus is the one who can change hearts and lives and heal and restore. And he does it over and over again in all these different healings and all these different ways, proving to us that ultimately he is the one we need to look to, that he is the one we can say when we are feeling like we're in the midst of a famine, it is Jesus who provides the feast, a feast that's not just earthly bread, but a bread that comes from having him as the one who gives us life, freedom, forgiveness, Grace, mercy, and love, all found in Him. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, HTTP netbible.com, copyright 1996 2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music.